This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You always feel down on your luck. Well, you can change that when you change how you talk to yourself. That's what we're going to be talking about right here, right now on Polly Campbell's Simply So. Hello, 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 and welcome to Polly Campbell's Simply Said. This is the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And while there are many things beyond our control and external events that affect how we feel, how we respond to those will determine our own level of happiness. How we talk to ourselves has a major impact. So today we're going to talk about how we talk to ourselves, the words we use to explain things when we fail or when things go wrong because we all get a lot of practice in that right (laughs) plenty of stuff happens when we don't get the outcome we want where we make a mistake we get rejected or something happens in our external environment that changes our day changes how we approach today or what we can do in our own experience and how we talk about that to ourselves how we explain that away goes a long ways to impacting how productive we are how healthy we feel uh, how relaxed we feel and what we can do going forward so I have a question for you do you have an optimistic explanatory style Or do you have a pessimistic explanatory style? No matter what happens to us or what we experience or notice in our lives, we are going to reason our way through it. It's what our brains do. We are going to explain the scenario. Now, we may not understand it, but we are going to tell a story around the event that has impacted us. And how we tell that story changes how we respond to the event, changes how we feel about it. What researchers have found is most people come down with an optimistic explanatory style or a pessimistic. We see the world in in one of two ways, predominantly, right? There's There tends to be a mishmash where we'll take elements of both styles and bring it into our experience, but often we lean heavier toward one way. And that might be optimistic, or that might be a more pessimistic bent. There's not a wrong answer. It's just a style. It's just a way we see our experience. If you tend to have a more pessimistic explanatory style, you will more likely blame yourself for things that go wrong. You will neglect to give yourself credit for the things that are happening in your lives. You'll see it as, well, I just got lucky or somebody else did this. So I benefited instead of giving credit for your own effort. And you will be more likely to expect bad things to happen. You'll blame yourself and believe that bad things happen to you while they go better for other people. 
And that can really hurt your mental health. It leaves you behind the eight ball, feeling like it's just a matter of time before something goes wrong. So when things do go wrong, you feel like, well, it's your fault. It's your responsibility. You blew it again, right? And that really stresses us out. We tend to have more bad feelings when we come from this pessimistic angle of things because we feel like it's our responsibility and therefore we're bad people, right? Or we're not smart people or whatever it is. An optimistic explanatory style. People tend to recognize that good things and bad things are going to happen and they're going to happen to them too. That good things are going to happen, that they are deserving. That when something goes wrong, they believe that bad luck or bad things happening is a short-term experience. It won't always happen, that they can cope with whatever does come. And that the things that are happening to them really are things they can manage and not totally their fault. Um, when good things happen, they are more likely to feel like they had some responsibility in the matter and take credit for those good things. But when bad things happen, they recognize that it's a result of external things or people that impacted that they don't take all the blame themselves so this is a little easier way to go through life whether it's true or not we're not talking we're not judging these styles it's just what researchers have discovered the way we think sometimes we come at it from a negative angle it's all oh, my fault was me and some people come at it from well things happen that's okay i have a lot of good luck and other things happen and i'll be fine there's you know that's not my thing to worry about now some of this way we think about the things that come into our lives is definitely related to how we are raised. If you grew up in a stable environment where you felt like you had the resources and the support you needed to deal with uh, ups and downs, then you may tend to see things with a more optimistic bent. Like, oh yeah, things happen. Not my deal. I'm just going to keep putting my head down and going forward in the direction I want to go. If you grew up in an unstable environment or one where you didn't feel heard or respected, one that was uh, surrounded by the more pessimistic nature that things never go our way, there's never enough, there's, there's always trouble in this kind of negativity, you're probably leaning a little more toward that tendency. The good news is that we can change that. We can change how we respond to these things that come into our life. And if you want to feel better, if you want to have less stress, have greater physical health, and just feel better about your daily life, the circumstances that we face and, and the opportunities we get, a more optimistic explanatory style is going to help you do that. There's a lot of research that shows that when we explain, when we live in the world uh, with a more optimistic explanatory style, we just feel better. We have better coping skills. We have, um, we're less likely to experience depression. We're tougher. We have greater resilience, better well-being. Um, and we tend to live longer. And we tend to experience fewer uh, chronic illnesses and heart disease. So there's a lot of reasons to support this more optimistic explanatory style. Now, this isn't 
this isn't a lie, right? This isn't like faking it. I, I would say I lean more toward this style. And I certainly have had my share of challenges and ups and downs and hard things happen to me. This isn't going to help you escape the trouble in life. Life is challenging. And there are negative experiences that we all have. There's pain and grief and, and all kinds of challenge. But when we fall into those, when we experience those, there can be this sense that we have about ourselves like, dang, this is not the way I wanted to go, but I can respond to this. I can manage this. I can cope with this. I can manage the pain and I'm going to create something better from this scenario. And when we believe that, we are more likely to do that. So the number one way to create a more positive mindset and to be able to cope more effectively with the challenging times in our lives is to believe that we can, right? Again, this isn't like throwing shade. This is about, oh, I don't like that that check didn't come in the mail today and my bill is due, but I can figure it out. It's taking that next step. So as we talk about all the time, and I personally live by this, like, listen, things are going to happen to me that are beyond my control, but how I respond to them is within my control and how I will respond to them determines how successful I'll be in everything else in my life, how successful I'll be in my relationships, how good I'll do in my business, all these other things. Because if we approach life with a more pessimistic nature, if problems happen and we go, oh, nothing's going to work out anyhow, we are less motivated to do the things we need to do to make them work out, to help them work out. Right now, I have a personal experience. Um, I mean, we all have many of them. You, I'm sure you can think back into your experiences about times that you met a situation with great pessimism or great optimism and how it changed that experience. A few years ago, I was making my daughter's favorite meal. She likes these lettuce wraps, these, these Asian lettuce wraps I make with ground turkey and all this. And there are all these ingredients and it takes a long time to prepare. And I had all these you know, all the filling made in this big bowl. And, you know, there's like 12 ingredients and all this ground turkey meat and all the stuff in this big bowl. And she carried it to the, the table. And when she did, she tripped. And it was like a cartoon. All the ingredients, all the entire meal actually went out all over the place. So it went all over the table. It went all over the couches and the other room, all over the floor. The entire dinner was lost. And I very deliberately sat in that moment and thought, how am I going to handle this now? Because I was ticked. She wasn't paying attention. She made a mistake. Dinner was all over the floor. We had nothing to eat. I just spent, you know, an hour making this meal. But something, some sort of grace gave me, told me to slow my roll down for a minute and sit in that moment and in that moment, I realized, okay, well, dinner's gone. So the next deal has to be staying calm so we can get this mess cleaned up and get something to eat for dinner, right? My daughter was, you know, fairly young at the time, probably 10 or 12. And how are we going to deal with this? And so that's what I did. I, I didn't get mad. 
I felt upset inside. I felt disappointed inside and stressed for a second. But the minute I was able to shift gears, say, okay, this happened. Let's get it cleaned up so we can go on to the next thing. I felt so much better. And so did everybody in my house. I watched the whole room stop to look at me, right? I'm, I'm the most passionate one around here. Everybody stopped, my husband and my daughter, to look at me. What's mama going to do? How's this going to go? And in that moment, I could have been angry because I felt that. Or I could have behaved the way I did, which was, all right, next up. Let's go to the next up because adversity is going to happen, whether it's little like spilled food or it's big stuff like a death or a financial issue or a marital issue that we have to manage or a parenting issue. How we deal with the little upsets really is good training for how we're going to deal with the bigger upsets. And what that moment did when I changed gears was not only reminded me of a very important lesson, how you respond is everything, but also built some resilience here in the family. I modeled the behavior that is more effective for all of us. And I, my daughter saw that. And now it's become something we laugh about and something we talk about. And, and my daughter shares how she thought I was going to freak out. And when I didn't, it helped her to relax and take responsibility and also help with the cleanup and feel better about herself because she was already feeling so low. When we choose to respond from an optimistic, explanatory style, we don't know all the advantages it's going to give us. We don't know the benefits it's going to show us. But there will be some, whether it's now or years down. What we can know for sure, it's going to help us respond and be more effective in our lives, not only in that moment, but in the very next thing we do. When we become upset and feel unlucky and feel like everything's our fault and we're not worthy and we're not valuable, we behave in a way that demonstrates that. It's not true, right? But if that's what we think, if that's how we respond, then we behave in a way that makes that seem true to us. We you know, sit on the couch and eat food that makes us unhealthy instead of going out for a walk if we feel, well, I didn't have a very good walk yesterday, so there's no chance today. And I'm one of those people that can never be healthy. Or if we fail at work or get a rejection in the writing world where I work, there are rejections all week long. And if we take every rejection as I'm never going to succeed, I suck, then that's going to play out in our real lives. How we explain our circumstances influences how we create the next set of circumstances and cope with the ones we have. So to me, so to me, it doesn't really matter how we're wired or what we came through, right? If you came through it, if you came through adverse circumstances, to me, that gives you every opportunity to be optimistic. You've been through tough stuff and you've made it. Look what you've done in your life. But to me, it doesn't really matter uh, how we see ourselves. It matters how we act from that place. So I choose when I'm on my best day, when I'm living with self-awareness, to act optimistically from that adversity because it makes me feel better and it makes me more effective and it helps me create more of what I want. There are some ways to do that and it really comes down to how we talk to ourselves. We're going to take a short break right here on Polly Campbell Simply Said. When we come back, I'm going to give you some phrases that people 
who are most successful, who are working from an optimistic explanatory style, use in their own life so we can use them too and find that same degree of success. Right here on Polly Campbell Simply Said, part of the best business network of Electricast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are back. Welcome back to Polly Campbell's Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And today we're talking about how to respond to the circumstances of our lives. You have a more optimistic explanatory style where you recognize when you do well, when things go bad, it's not entirely your fault, and you can respond in a way that will improve things. Or are you leaning more toward the pessimistic side where you feel like bad luck is always in your corner, nothing ever goes your way, bad things happen. You're not sure if you can deal with it. Whatever side you lean toward, that's often a product of how we're raised and how we choose to think about the world. But you can act differently. You can act regardless whether you feel pessimistic or optimistic. You can choose a more optimistic coping strategy so that when tough things happen, how you respond to them how you talk to yourself about them allows you to move forward in a more positive direction. This is not only good for our health, it's good for our business. It helps us be more productive and make things happen. It's good for building resilience and it even goes to helping us live longer and feel healthier in the lives we live. So there's some big stuff at play here. Now, again, like we talked about earlier, Things are going to come into our life. Many things are beyond our control. But I really believe and I really try to live from the place that how we respond to those things is totally up to us. And I don't always get there right away. Sometimes you'll get hit with something. Like it feels like a physical slap or you run into a wall or you get rejected or you fail or you have an argument or something negative happens. My first instinct isn't, oh, that's great. <laughs> I'm so glad that happened. Now I get to be resilient. Often there has to be a moment where I pause, where I really get clarity, where I accept what happened, where I look at it, where I reflect a little bit about why it's bugging me. And then I choose my response. Now, depending on the situation, this can take a couple of seconds. This can take a few hours. This could take months in some cases, right? It's a process of working through and choosing our response. And that's okay, whatever your process is. But I like to really, in the in the daily upsets, the things that, you know, the traffic jams or the failures or the rejection, the mistakes I make at work or parenting or whatever it is, the challenges that really come up, I like to head toward them with this belief that, okay, I'm in charge of my response here. And if I respond respond in a positive way, I'm going to get a more positive outcome. Now, research tells us that is true. And I just lean into that because if I sit around thinking about, you know, how I'm out of shape or how I'm not a good writer or any of those things, then I'm less likely to take the steps I 
need to get to where I want to go. And that's true for all of us. So what we put in to our minds, what we believe, what we think in these in the face of these setbacks goes a long ways to how successful we, we will be going forward. So there are things that more optimistic people say to themselves. There are approaches they take in the face of setback and adversity. And one is they get to a place where they don't take it personally. Now, plenty of people don't like me and plenty of people say things that hurt my feelings or I get down on myself and it never makes me feel good to make it to take it personally or to make it all about them, to put them down. Listen, people are going to say things the wrong way. I have chronic illness. People, people constantly say things to me that aren't helpful. And that's okay because they, meanwhile, they are saying something. They are not leaving me in the isolation of my disease. They're trying to be attentive or interested. We are going to get it wrong. Often we are talking about things that we've never had experience with. And so I always default to, well, they're doing the best they can. They meant well, they mean well, right? I want to give people the benefit of the doubt because it makes me feel better. It does not make me feel good to take in some response that is unhelpful and say, I can't believe they said that. I need so much more from them. Or my husband didn't even notice this. Or that does not make me feel good. What makes me feel good is to give them the benefit of the doubt because I know sometimes I'm saying things that maybe aren't right or helpful, but I know my intention is one of caring and concern. And I mean, well, so give people the benefit of the doubt. It's a more optimistic way to approach the world. If somebody does you wrong, you can address that issue and you can move away from that person. You do not have to be in their company, but don't take that in after you address it. Don't take it personally because could be they were doing the best they can. Now, maybe the best they can isn't for you. Maybe you don't need to be in that circumstance, but you don't have to hold that in, right? Another thing that I that helps me a lot is to remember that the circumstances don't determine my happiness or success. Circumstances change by the minute. These are situations. They are not bad things or good things. They are situations. It's my perception of them that determines whether it's a bad thing or a good thing. So sometimes, and I'm sure you have experience with this too, sometimes the bad things, the really hard things, the things that I've judged of that have been the greatest happening in my life. Uh, before I became a full-time writer, I had a job that was killing me. It was soul-sucking. I hated it. And I wasn't very good at it. And during that time, I really decided to learn all I needed to learn about running a business so that when I was ready, I was going to be prepared to run my own business. That job, in retrospect, was one of my greatest teachers. And about halfway into it, I figured that out. It took me a while. It took me a lot of pain, a lot of discomfort to realize that, hey, this is just a situation. I'm not going to be in this situation forever, but since I'm here, I'm going to learn from it. And 
it made the rest of my time in that job a lot more successful, a lot more interesting, and it certainly has helped me in the world today. Another thing more optimistic people say is that, you know, luck is a product of me being prepared and meeting opportunity, and failures just happen. Sometimes I'm, I fail or I'm rejected because it wasn't the right time for the agent to buy that book or because they had another article just like it ready to publish. They didn't need two of them. Whatever it is, I don't see luck as something that only happens to other people and I don't see failure as something that's debilitating. I, I never see it as a product of people hating me or the situation uh, or me being terrible. It's often situational, the areas I can improve. It's all of it. It's not just me. And optimistic people tend to recognize that whether we succeed or fail is a product of a lot of influences, both internal and external. So then they go inside and they focus on the things they can control and put that into play. And that helps create luck, right? That's how we prepare to be lucky. So another thing that optimistic people often share, and, and, and th this is demonstrated through research, and, and I get there. This isn't my first response always. A problem is always an opportunity for growth. And it is, but that doesn't mean that's my first reaction. I don't, I don't love a problem. Sometimes it feels like life is piling on and I, I want things to be a little smoother. I'm facing some challenges in my work right now and they are absolutely presenting opportunities for me, right? So, so those challenges create opportunities. I do believe that, but my initial instinct isn't like, yay, growth opportunity here. My initial instinct is like, dang, this sucks. I hate this. How am I going to figure my way through this? Because growth is uncomfortable. So it can be hard to take those circumstances that we're challenged by and step into it and say, hey, boy, do I love feeling uncomfortable. That is not my first response. But regardless of how I respond, I am still in that situation which is problematic or challenging or whatever. So if I'm still going to face those circumstances, you can bet I'm gonna wind my way back to this place of optimism because optimists are active. So if I recognize that a problem is simply a problem and there's no benefit to it, I just sit in there and stew about it, right? When I recognize, okay, this is what I would have cho chosen. I don't love this, but this presents an opportunity. This presents a chance for growth. I am much more likely to identify those things that I can do next that make me feel better, that make me empowered, and actually help me create the actions I need to get out of the problem situation, right? You see where we're going here? It's not what happens to us, you've heard that cliche, but how we respond to what happens to us. Because the ups and downs in life are circumstantial. They're situational. They're always going to revolve around us. There are gonna be things we enjoy and like and things we do not. It's always situation. 
make sense? Yeah, it does to me. And it's a good reminder for me today too to look through and really scrutinize how I'm talking to myself and how I'm approaching these situations. I'm going to include a few more thoughts about this in our Simply Said community. You can join us there at polycampbell.substack.com and listen next week for more about how to live well, do good, and be happy right here on Simply Said. And this week, try this out a little bit. When we remember that we can choose an optimistic response, even to the most negative scenario, we will all live well, do good, and be happy. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An Electric Cast production. See you there. Electric Cast. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Acid.